Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Savage Snowflake Podcast with Jeff Leach, produced by Vigilante Productions. For more content, check out youtube.com slash TV. What's going on, Savages? How you doing? Welcome to episode five of the Savage Snowflake Podcast. Episode five, he says. Episode five, I say. Where were the other four? Well, they're free to download from soundcloud.com slash Savage Snowflake Podcast. Alternatively, if you're still on iTunes, you're using that shit, then go across to iTunes and search Savage Snowflake Podcast. You'll find it. We're there. There's four episodes prior to this one for you to download right now. You can put it in your eardrums and be like, you know what? No, I like this. It's pretty amusing. Some interesting thoughts. It is the Savage Snowflake Podcast. You are savages by joining me here. My name is Jeff Leach, comedian, actor, and uh, liberal lefty with a, a bordering on centrist view of the world right now. The more that the lunacy on both the right and left wing continues, the less of a lefty liberal I'm becoming and more of a centralised figure, I guess, politically at least, emotionally, empathetically. It's a, it's a confusing time for me. It's a confusing time for me in life. It's a confusing time for me politically uh, and socially, and I think it is for a hell of a lot of other people. Hence the birth of this podcast so we can describe and explore and debate all facets of fucking humanity and work out exactly how we feel about it all including me i'm working it out i'm a work in progress at any point that a human being ceases to develop or progress in their outlook on the world they become i guess uh, no longer a fucking worthwhile entity in humanity we've got loads of stuff to talk about first of all let me just do a couple of things one apology time I would like to offer a very sincere and honest apology that the podcast has not run for the last three weeks. Life caught up with me, guys. I'm going to be honest with you. I had a whole load of shit going on. I got booted out of my old apartment in Venice Beach, California, because I uh, <laughs> I Airbnb'd it out. And apparently, I didn't read my lease because who reads? Who? All honesty, uh, who reads leases? No one reads the whole lease. When they sign it, you just go, yeah, the rent sounds okay, and sure, I'm not going to take a shit in the sink, and I guess don't set the building on fire. That's probably the rules that I have to abide by. If there's something else to this, I don't know about it. So I didn't read my lease, didn't know that it was illegal to Airbnb it out. Apparently that constitutes subletting, so I got a letter saying, you have three days to evacuate your property. You've breached the lease. And if you don't do it, we'll come round there and we're going to sodomize you in front of your closest relatives. Last bit, I think I'm a mild exaggeration, but the rest of it was pretty true. So I had three days to move out of my apartment, which I did. I put it all in storage. Then I had a couple of weeks whilst I was looking for a new apartment and still trying to keep all of the work that I'd already got momentum with going. So I've been doing that. I've moved into a new apartment now. I'm finally settled. I'm in my nest I'm in my home, I've hung up pieces of artwork, I've put out some grown man toys in the background, and uh, I'm feeling good about myself, so I was like, it's time to do another podcast. Plus, so much going on in the world, so much going on in my own personal life, that I want to discuss with you guys. Now, I say discuss with you, because this has got to be one of the only podcasts out there, on the fucking interwebs, that is not just recorded every single week for your enjoyment, but it's also live. It's broadcast live for you as well. And it's an open debate. So there's a lot of people right now who are watching across various different streaming platforms, including Mixer.com slash Jeff Leach. We've got viewers over there. We've got people at Gaming.YouTube.com slash Jeff Leach TV. We have viewers on Periscope. We have people watching on my fan page on Facebook.com slash Jeff Leach Comedian. And I want to hear from all of you guys. I want you guys to respond to what I'm talking about. I'm not going to read out every single one of your messages because let's be honest, some of what you say is utter dog shit. But here's, here's how it goes. There's a lot of what you say which makes me think about a subject matter differently whilst I'm in the middle of the conversation itself. So do me a favor. If you are listening to this, you're going, how do I get involved? Check out one of those different websites. I, I'm trying to direct a lot of people to mixer.com slash Jeff Leach right now. Come and join us. Be part of the conversation whilst we're doing the broadcast. And, and of course, on youtube.com forward slash Jeff Leach TV, make sure you drop a little sub over there as well. All right, enough of that shit. Let's get straight into stuff. Uh, like I say, I've been away for three weeks. Life had caught up with me. By way of an apology, it's not enough for me just to say, listen, I'm sorry. I'm back now, but I apologize because I'm not, I'm not a hugely famous YouTuber. I'm not a hugely famous Twitch streamer. You can't just do something wrong, disappear for a few weeks, come back and get half a million viewers on your first podcast when you're my size. Unfortunately not. So I'm going to give you a little treat. At some point during this one hour podcast, who knows when it will be, at some point I'm going to give you a special 
secret link. It's a it's a gl forward slash link. It's a it's a Google shortened URL, and you're going to take that down. And if you go to that link, you're going to get yourself a free. 35-minute live set recording of me that was taken a couple of weeks ago at Oxnard Levity Live here in California, an amazing venue. There were 250 people in the audience. I had an absolute blinder of a set, whole load of new materials there, which you can't find anywhere on the internet. Um, it's not on any of the uh, the two live sets that have been uploaded to YouTube over the past couple of years. It's new material. There's a bit of old stuff there that's been recreated and reworked. And it was a really good 35-minute set that I think will make a huge amount of you laugh and hopefully brighten up your day. So make sure to check out that link when I drop it in the chat. And that's my apology to you. Here you go. Have some free stand-up comedy. I hope you appreciate it. And I hope it uh, goes some way to say sorry for the three weeks I took off. Anyway, I wasn't like sitting on my fucking hands for those last three weeks. I've been doing some stuff. I've been going to other people's housewarming parties, which is a thing you do. Um... I'm, I've got to be honest with you. I'm, uh, I am now at an age, at the age of, a ripe old age of 33 years old, integrally bored by most parties that I go to. Now, part of that's because, listen, if you live the life that I've led, which back in the day, I'm not going to lie to you, involved a huge amount of excessive drinking and illicit substance taking and crazy sex parties and weird warehouse parties and DJing around the world. Like, lots of weird, awesome, fucking crazy, excessive shit. Once you've done that, there's no party you're going to find that will top parties you've been to previously. But more than that, at 33 now, every single one of the people that I know in the world by now has done an awful lot more growing up. Growing up than me? Is that fair to say? They've, they've grown up in a different way, a lot of people. I.e., they've got houses, mortgages... They've got kids. They've got serious jobs. So parties tend to end a lot earlier. There tends to be dogs and kids at these parties. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's a fucking nightmare. Point in, point in case, right? I went to a friend's housewarming a few weeks ago. Uh, lovely girl. She's actually happens to be single. Uh, no kids. You know, she's an actress as well here in Los Angeles. Went to a house party. And, uh, and it was an awesome, nice group of people with exception of two small children two two toddlers boys both boys now i've never raised a boy i actually raised a daughter for four and a half years who wasn't mine someone else's uh child from a previous relationship of one of my exes and uh i taught that kid right from wrong that kid had some understanding of how you're meant to behave in front of adults and other people uh which includes not running around screaming like a an autistic Charles with a, a fucking bee sting in the back of its neck every two seconds. Like, not throwing shit at the wall like some kind of sociopathic lunatic. Not slapping adults in the legs because you want attention. These two kids were potentially the biggest cunts I've ever met. <laughs> and, wait, hang on a second. I know a lot of people are going to be, A, very upset about my use of the C-bomb. I've dealt with that in a previous episode, all right? That, the word cunt is is a beautiful facet of the English language. If you don't like it, then you probably are a cunt. Secondly, it was the perfect way to describe these two children. All right. They, they, were, they, were, they were devoid of any association to to what was going on in the real world, real world, which is why I use the the adage autistic, because you know, to be autistic by definition is to be disassociated with the rest of the world. You're, you're living in your own world. And these kids were very much in their own world. Now, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a child psychologist. I'm not a child psychologist. All right? I don't have a degree from Harvard in child psychology. But, but, this is the, the most pointless, stupid but. You know? Hey, listen. I haven't done years and years and years of medical studies to be qualified enough to make this statement. But, I'm going to make it anyway because this is the internet. And this is the age where you can make any statement you wish. As long as you just go, hey, this is my opinion. I put it on a blog or a fucking podcast, you know, because there's not enough podcasts or blogs out there. But I'm going to say that I am 99% certain at least one of, if not two of these kids, were autistic or potentially, if not autistic, mildly Asperger's. There was a, there was something going on, right? They were disassociated. Now... That's not their fault. What is their fault is the fact that their parents... In fact, the blame lays with the parents. The parents were so fucking terrible at raising these children. What they produced is two obnoxious little cunts. And they were fulfilling those roles really well. Anyway, 
I spent most of the uh, most of the day uh, or, or the evening feeling very pissed off that a there were so many, so many irritating things happening surrounding these two children, and not once did either of their parents on both child's lives. You know, the mother. There was, in fact, there was a, a mother there with one of the boys, and there was a mother and a father with the other boy. And not one of these three parents ever really laid down the law and were like, "Hey, hey, 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 stop it." Stop being a little dick, or I'm taking you home, or you're not going to get to play with your toy, or something like that. Anyway, not only were these parents completely devoid of that, they, the, the, their kids were just, just an indication that we have now, in my opinion, a an entire facet of society, a, an entire generation of parents that are too young, too self-absorbed in their own lives, too unwilling to take on the responsibility that is involved in raising a child, that they just don't bother. Like, so many young parents now just want to be there. More often than not, I hear people go, you know what, my child, we're just, we're friends. We're just friends. I'm friends with my kid. That's how you get through to them. You just be friends with them. Fuck off. Get get the fuck out of here. You can, first of all, if you want to be friends with your child, then there's something fucking wrong in your head. Because I, I, I've never in my life wanted to be friends with a seven-year-old. I have never in my life wanted to be friends with a four-year-old toddler. I have never in my life wanted to be friends with a 13-year-old kid because they are not capable of offering a decent friendship. First of all, there's no way a seven-year-old is going to be able to lift anything when I have to move an apartment, right? It's ridiculous to consider that. Secondly... What kind of conversation? Have you ever conversed with a small child? Sure, sometimes they're amusing because they say dumb shit. Sometimes they can say very profound things in a split second, but then the next thing they're going to say is, I want more candy. They're, they're, They're fucking idiots because they're not fully formed humans yet. Now, don't get me wrong, there's plenty of fully formed adult humans who are also fucking idiots. My point is, you should not want to be friends with your child. You should want to be a parent to your child. And this is the problem. You had a whole young generation of people going, man, you know what? Live free. Live every day like it's your last. Hashtag YOLO. I'm just going to have a baby with this really attractive woman who I don't really know whether I'm completely compatible with yet because we've only been together for six months. But, you know, we rent together because it's cheaper to do that. Let's just fucking get stuck in. And you know what? I forgot to pull out in time, so I guess we're keeping it. But you know what? YOLO. Hashtag living my truth. Hashtag blessed. These Instagram posts are going to be so much better with a baby in them. Fuck off. Fuck off, you absolute morons. You, you, you had a kid way too young. One of my neighbors upstairs, and I want to lower my voice a little bit because they, they might be in, they might be able to hear me. But one of my neighbors upstairs, I could hear that kid screaming the other night, just like some kind of fucking gremlin creature, a gizmo that had been fed after midnight. And you know what? I was thinking, I wonder how old these parents are. I bet they're young. Guess what? I saw them the next day. Second day I was in the apartment, they come downstairs, very nice people, very sweet people, super young, super young, you know, trendy, fucking cool, good looking LA parents. I was like, no wonder your kid is borderline fucking retarded. Do me a favor. Stop trying to be friends with your kids. All right. You have to lay down the law. Guess what? My mum and dad, I don't even like them now as an adult, (laughs) but I love them. I love them implicitly because I know they tried to do the best they could for me. And guess what? I respect a lot about them. And when I was growing up, I fucking knew. I knew that if I acted like a little dick, my dad would give me a slap around the fucking head, right? My mum, my mum was actually even more aggressive in laying down the law. These two people were not my friends. They were my sources of direction. They were my controllers. Controllers. Except not like that. (laughs) They they were the people who laid down the fucking law. This is the problem, man. We become so overtly liberal. This is a bigger point. This is a much bigger point I'm about to go into. But we become so liberal that now we're actually doing... We've become so liberal, it's to the detriment of a new generation of people. You think these little two to seven-year-old shitbags that were at this house party I went to the other day, this warm, you know, housewarming party, you think they're not going to potentially grow up to be one of the guys outlined in the hashtag MeToo movement right now. Come on, come on. I was looking at both these kids. I was looking at the mothers of these kids, and I was going, you know what? 
you're letting down you're letting down your own gender there, ladies, because you are raising two little shitbag assholes who think they can get away with anything. I give it I give it eleven years <laughs> before one of these little fuckers is up on a rape charge. I'm just saying. You're 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 doing that. You're creating that. Uh, now I'm not saying it's these women's fault. I am saying it's their fault. It's both the parents' fault. These motherfuckers are raising aggressive, rude, obnoxious, selfish, all controlling little shitbags. And you know what? When a kid is like that, guess what happens? When a kid is like that, you grow into an adult like that. Now, guess what? If I treated another human being the way these kids were treating adults, adults at this party, oh my God, I would have got the shit kicked out of me. Absolutely. And for good reason. Because I would have been an arsehole. Anyway, there's another part to this story. And also, I'll get back to the bigger point of becoming too liberal. As a liberal left-wing guy, this has been a fixation of mine over the last six months to a year. Since the Trump administration, it's really kind of come under focus and been magnified. Since the the rise in so many social movements on social media and the kind of social climate that accompanies that, most of which is good progressive change, some of which can be excuses for shitty people to ruin decent people's lives. That's a much bigger issue, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. But here's the second part of this story, right? I'm going to say this. I think as, 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 as a 33 white British man... There is no one I find more beautiful as a parent than an older black American couple. All right? I'll explain myself. I've had three conversations over the last couple of weeks with, with, uh, with black, black folks in America about parenting. Now, the first was at this housewarming party. These two kids were being fucking dickheads, right? They were being dicks. They were throwing shit around, blah, 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 blah. At one point, one of the mothers said to the kids, kids, come on, like, you shouldn't throw those cars, right? Not, not only for the fact that they were throwing the cars on the fucking wall, so you're ruining someone's house, but more because they were just like, you don't throw the cars, you're going to break the cars, right? toys, don't break your toys, guys, don't throw it, stop running. But they wouldn't, never really lay down the law, so the kids kept doing it. At some point, Black Dad, I, I called him Black Dad because I can't remember his name and because he was a dad and he was black, so it's a fair description of the gentleman in question after i i saw what he did later i called him super dad but black dad comes into the party black dad is older he's an older older man he's got to be in his 40s he's not like a 30 year old like all these other fuckers he's 40 something handsome strapping beautiful black man comes in with his beautiful black wife also she's probably late 30s and they come in with their teenage kid right teenage kid is like i don't know 13 years old this kid is Awesome. He's got a big old school fro. He looks like Jackson 5 back in the day. This motherfucker is rocking it. He's au natural, right? He's got some kicks on. He's got an iPad. He couldn't give a fuck about anyone in this party because he's playing his iPad. He's playing video games on it. He doesn't want to hang out with us. He doesn't even want to be there. But Black Dad was like, come on, we've got to go and meet our friend and say congratulations on the new place. And so, you know, Black Mum was like, come on. And he's like, all right, I'll take my iPad. Is that cool? And they're like, that's cool. We turn up. Oh, my God. First of all, this kid was so polite. He was doing his own thing. He wanted to look at his iPad. But he was like, hello, saying hello to everyone. He was very fucking, just a beautiful kid. I was like, all right, I can already tell you've been raised right. He sat down in the chair, very quietly, very meekly, just stared at his iPad and started playing video games. Very quiet. At some point, these little kids are throwing these fucking chair at cars. Bang, bang, bang. One of them throws a car, toy car, and it literally, it, if, if that afro of this kid had feelings he would have felt it because this car, this metal toy car, grazed this kid's afro as it bounced off a wall by his head. Now that is the moment where if I was the parents of these two little kids, that's the moment I would be like, bang, right, no more playing with any toys at this party. Also, smack on the bum. You were told not to do that. You did it again. You almost hit this kid. Now apologize right now. Anyway, guess what? Didn't happen. Didn't happen. This kid's afro almost took a fucking beating. And, uh, and, and the, the, what did the parents do with the little toddlers? They went, they went, hey, come on. you Come on, guys, say sorry. Guess what? Kids didn't say sorry. They were just like, come on, you got to say sorry. Now, at that point, that's when you, you take control. But obviously, these toddlers do not respect their parents in any way, shape, or form. So they just, they just refused to fucking say sorry. I'm watching this with my mouth open like, are you fucking serious? Anyway, 
the little kid, the 13-year-old kid, teenage kid, legendary Afro, he was so fucking sweet. He just, well, after a while, after these parents f- bumbled to try and get their kids to do anything they wanted them to do, this little kid just could tell, you clearly don't know how to fucking parent your children. And in his wise, his wise beyond his years reflection, he looked at the kids and he went, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. It was, I'm sure it was a mistake. And, um, you know, it's okay. He was so sweet. And I was like, oh my God, this kid's amazing. Guess what? Two little toddlers carry on running, carry on throwing cars. Boom, 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 boom. Five minutes later, we hear big screams from the other room, from the kitchen. Uh, Black Dad goes into the kitchen. He doesn't even wait. He doesn't even wait for shit parents to get involved in this situation. Black Dad strides in there like fucking, oh my God, it was like Denzel in Man on Fire. It was amazing. He just strides in there like he's about to take care of business. He comes out with two kids walking meekly in front of him. They walk out in front of him. And this 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 guy is like he's like he's like, right. And he he didn't tell them off in the kitchen. He brought them into the lounge so their parents could see. And I was like, I was fucking losing my shit. So I'm watching again just oh my God, it's gonna happen. It's 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 happening. These kids are gonna get the first bit of parenting they've ever had in their lives and I'm gonna get to witness that. This is beautiful. So Black Dad gets them both in front of him, in front of their parents, and he goes, Okay. And he's not shouting. He's got a low, calm, collected, powerful, beautiful voice. And he goes, he goes, here we go. He goes, listen, what just happened is that you threw the car at the wall. It bounced off and it hit him on the head. Now, that wasn't on purpose. He didn't hit you on purpose. Don't scream at him. Don't try and hit him. Don't do any of the things you were trying to do in the kitchen. The reason it happened is because it was an accident. However, that accident happened because you were still throwing the cars at the walls. Your mum and dad asked you to stop doing that a few minutes ago. Did they not? The kids didn't answer. He said, did they not? And they went, yes. He went, right. They asked you not to because they knew that if you kept doing it, someone was going to get hurt. He said, so here's the deal. You're not going to do that anymore. If you do do it again, the car's going to be taken away and you're going to be punished. Do you understand? They didn't say anything. Do you understand? Yes. He said, right. Say sorry to each other. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. He goes, okay. All right. You listened. That's okay. You can go and play now with the rest of your toys over there. No more running around. No more throwing toys. Anyway, these kids were like, oh. Oh, okay. If we just behave, we're okay. And they went and sat down. And they played like fucking, like just so calmly and politely after that because they just had a dose of parenting anyway i because you know i don't really give too much of a fuck about what people think of me if they're pieces of shit and if they're assholes anyway so i immediately stood up out of my (laughs) the sofa i was sitting in and very 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 theatrically (laughs) applauded this what black dad who became legendary dad after that i just fucking applauded him and I was like that was beautiful man that was beautiful worthy of an Oscar like that and he was like he just started laughing because he knew that I'd been watching the whole time and he just like gave me a little laugh and he was like he's like well you know they just need to be told what's going on and the other parents gave me the dirtiest fucking look but I knew they felt shame they didn't say a fucking word man they didn't say a fucking word and I was like that's good you better not say a word because I will put you in your fucking place Gets even better. Black dad, beautiful black mum, amazing black kid. They all leave, right? I'm like, all right, legendary family. I gave the guy my cards. I was like, man, you come and see some comedy. You let me know if you want to come to a show. We're going to hang out. He's like, absolutely. I'm going to hit you up, man. I can't wait to see your stuff. Blah, blah, blah. We have a nice little bonding session. After that, they leave. Party continues. One of the kids goes home with his parents. Other kids here, blah, 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 blah. Other kids... Once Black Dad's gone, starts acting up a little bit again. He's like bouncing around, putting his shit in my face. You know, his fucking cars in my face and stuff. And I just ignore him. I just carpet blanket ignore him. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, you're not going to get a response from me. Because if you're going to act like an arsehole, you do not give attention to a kid who's acting like an arsehole. You're like, if you want to talk to me politely, or if you want to ask me if I want to play with you, I will play with your cars with you. I'll, I'll absolutely get down at a fucking house party and play Lego with a kid I've never met before. If he's a good kid, if you're a good kid and you're polite and blah, blah, blah yeah, I'll play Lego with you. you. Of course you're bored. Your mum shouldn't have brought you to this party anyway. I found out later that she was his stepmom. She's pregnant with her first baby 
from the dad, the rich, wealthy, 20 years older than her father, who I guarantee he doesn't give a shit about his kid. Neither does she, because it's not even her kid. She's barely managing him, because she's, like, babysitting, basically, for some other chick's fucking child. <laughs> anyway, this kid's all up in my phone. Blah, 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 blah. And eventually I hear some of the girls, they've all had a few drinks by his points later in the night. I hear the girls kind of laughing, like... <laughs> and I look up from my phone, and they're all, like, looking at me, and they go... And they're like, <laughs> you don't have any kids, do you? Like that. They were like, you don't have... She, she, the mum goes, you don't have any kids, do you? Like that. She's basically going, you don't know how to react to this child. And I was like, I said, I said, no, you're right. I, I don't have any children. Uh, but I did raise someone else's child for almost five years. And she never behaved like this. And then I looked back down at my phone and I heard like this bit... I could feel this bitch's fucking mouth snap shut and her arsehole... Just tighten up. And I was like, good. You need to be put in your place by two different people today. Because you're a fucking terrible mother to this kid. I know he's not yours biologically. But that shouldn't matter. If you've accepted the responsibility of raising this child. You shouldn't act like like you don't fucking care about him. Because he's going to grow up to become a horrendous little shitbag. He's going to hurt people. Namely fucking women, I imagine. And that's going to be on you and your fucking partner. And guess what? If you're pregnant with a baby. And this is how you act with one that's already here. You're going to raise a whole family of fucking sociopaths. Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson of the future. Boom, coming straight out of your vagina. I swear to God. Anyway, fuck those parents. But let me just say, Black Dad, if you're listening, I fucking, I applaud you, man. I applaud you. It was a beautiful moment. I've never seen someone so calmly and beautifully just make shit parents so grossly aware of the terrible job they're doing and raising their kids and it really cheered me up it really cheered me up anyway oh man but my point around that was i just feel like i feel like there's a different realm of parenting between wealthy predominantly white but this is not it's not a damning review of white people raising kids i know plenty of white people who were raised with respect but maybe it's a money thing maybe it's a money thing maybe it's a it's a it's a career thing all these women at this party because my friends are actress a lot of them were actresses or models or you know singers like performers and when you're that wrapped up in your own shit i think most fucking performers shouldn't have children there's a reason why you got all these kids in fucking hollywood these celebrity nepotistic assholes shooting up fucking crack cocaine into their eyeballs and raping people and beating the shit out of people and getting DUIs and stuff. There's a reason because their parents don't give a fuck about anyone else except themselves. Now, I'm never going to be a hypocritical piece of shit and say that I don't right now have a great fixation on the success of myself and the development of my own career. Of course I do. I'm a fucking performer. There's a reason why I get on stage every night and it's because I am desperate for the validation of complete strangers, as most performers are. Not that the majority of them will fucking admit it. They'll be like, I just do it because it's my art. I'm drawn to it. I have to do it. I have to. I have to help people have a good time. I love to tell stories. No, motherfucker, that is part of why you do it. That is part of why you do it. The other part is you need validation of strangers. That's what you do. You need to matter in some way in a world that ultimately we, none of us, not one fucking living, breathing human being on this planet really matters in the grand scheme of either this universe or the infinite universes that expand endlessly beyond us. This cosmos doesn't give a solitary fuck about your Netflix series. Guaranteed, motherfuckers. I guarantee in a thousand years... No one will even remember it. Guarantee in five years, no one will remember your fucking hit single. I guarantee that in 10 years, the fact that you were once on one of the biggest TV shows of our age, no one will give a solitary fuck about. So, <laughs> Eric is saying, thanks for the inspiration, Jeff. Here's the deal. No, 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 but this is the point. This is the point. And I'm going to get onto something else here. I'm going to start talking about Jim Carrey in a minute because this is very much relates to him. Here's the point. Once you undergo, once you, once you are honest, and once you, once you are honest about how little of an impact in the grand scheme of things your life can have, you start to accept the small levels of impact you can have on a daily basis. That's what I believe. This is where I'm at right now. I just watched um, a documentary called Jim and Andy. Now, if you haven't uh, watched Man on the Moon, it's a film... It's biographical. It's about Andy Kaufman, a performer, uh, almost an 
a, a hero of anti-comedy and a very surreal character comedy over the course of his career. He was he was a legend, an enigma. Also, he was as much loved as hated in certain things he did. And he died of terminal cancer. And he did some incredible things, especially in the last year or two of his life. Mind-blowing stuff. Anyway, there was a, a biopic drama movie where Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman. And also uh, Tony Clifton, who was one of Andy Kaufman's characters, but also played by two people. He did. He, he lost himself in this role. And I think it was a major turning point for Jim Carrey. According to the documentary Jim and Andy, he acknowledges it was, where he started to realise the futility of fame, fortune, major success. And really, what does it mean? It means nothing. Now, it sent me into a spiralling existential crisis, which I'm certain, I'm certain, Every single one of you at some point in your life has gone, what the fuck? You've asked that question. What is the point of it all? What is the point of it all? And we keep searching for the point. And here's what I'm starting to realize. And I'm trying to find ways to compartmentalize it so I can continue to exist and not just go, fuck it, I'll throw myself off a bridge. Is that there is no point. There is no point. In the grand scheme of things, what you do today in your job doesn't fucking matter. All right, you clock in, you do your nine-hour working day, whatever you got to do. You may, maybe you move up the chain of ranks. Maybe you you become a manager or a fucking you know CEO. Maybe you make loads of money. Maybe you buy a house. Maybe you have a family. Maybe you you know uh, inspire some other people to go into their jobs and succeed in whatever you do. Maybe you tell a story as a film actor and you do big movies that win awards. Maybe you make millions of dollars. Maybe you make billions of dollars. But ultimately. In the grand scheme, when we when we look at the the, the 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 minuscule size of our planet within a universe, or us within that planet, or the universe within the infinite, endless cosmos, we we have such an inconsequential with such an inconsequential nothing blip on that timeline, which is infinite, that you have to realize that once you accept. That you that you are so inconsequential, you can have more constant uh, consequence in your day to day actions. For instance, right now, I've realised that I've been in pursuit for the majority of my adult life of of success. Of course, I have. I want millions of people to listen to this podcast. I want millions of people to watch my shows. I want to be in big movies where I can tell stories that change people's minds about the way they look at the world. I want to do all of that. But I was doing it because I thought that being that level or having that level of importance is what denotes purpose. But it doesn't. If I want to just make people laugh, if I just want to make people look at the world differently, if I want to make people be happier for a period of the pathetic short existence they have on this planet maybe i could be doing that all the time i could literally do that tomorrow now this is where i'm scared about this realization because that would mean that a i've wasted a large amount of years in pursuit of something that was pointless b it's scary because the the the, the kind of thought process that I'm on right now, the existential crisis that I underwent after watching that documentary and having these realizations means that how does that place me within a society that does put so much emphasis and power on A, how much money you got so you can have a place to live? B, you want to inspire people? Yeah, you got to have some credits to be able to do that. C, you know, the, the list is endless. We've built all these constructs, these very futile constructs to limit the power and connection that we can do right now. It's 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 ridiculous. I mean, look, JigglyBits is saying on my chat right now on Mixer.com, the fact that nothing matters means everything matters. TGBT is agreeing, saying, yeah, it gives everything that much more meaning. I agree. That's the point. It means that the smaller things can have more meaning than these grand schemes. I mean, it's very easy for someone like Jim Carrey, who's already a multi-millionaire 10 times over and owns a beautiful home outright and doesn't have to worry about where he's going to sleep, eat, or perform for the rest of his life, that he can get on with painting pictures and exploring the self and being philosophical. I'm in my fucking apartment, desperately trying to hustle work so I can not get kicked out in the streets. I'm in a very different situation to that guy. Doesn't mean that it's different, but here's what I realized. I go like, well, actually, 
If I sold every worldly possession, this microphone I'm talking to you right now, I sell that, these monitors, this PC, this desk, this furniture, this artwork, my bed. If I sell everything that I owned, everything that I own, every worldly possession, I could rack together, you know, maybe tens of thousands of dollars of, of stuff. I could probably rack that up. That'd be great. All right, there you go. Boom, I got tens of thousands of dollars. I could use that money to travel around the world, living out of a backpack, you know, a week's worth of clothing. That's all I need. And I could travel around the world and go to places and tell stories and make people laugh. Go into bars. Hey, can I just get up and just make people laugh for an hour? I'll, I'll carry a little, one of those little guitar amps, those little mini guitar amps you can hook on your belt and a microphone and I'll just go and perform and just make people laugh and just spread happiness. I could do that tomorrow. And that terrifies me. And I think it's the fear of what would happen if I did do that. Would I become very miserable? Would I resent the years I'd wasted pursuing something? And, and I think so many of us now are caught up in that. We're caught up. We're, we're, in, we're in that rat race before we even fucking realize it. Does that make sense? Every single one of you is born now into expectation of how you have to live your life, what you're meant to do. And that is terrifying, a terrifying concept. Because if we all turn it on its head and refuse those constructs, which I think is what someone like Jim Carrey is trying to say in recent interviews, he's trying to point out that none of that shit matters. And if we focused our entire energy on the things that do matter to us on a small way, we could achieve bigger, grander progressions as a race. It's never going to happen in my lifetime. We're way too ingrained in construct now, social construct. I mean, you look, you look at yesterday, SpaceX launched a rocket up into space. Was it two of the three uh, boosters landed exactly where they were meant to? A technological feat unlike any other. You know, SpaceX, NASA, Elon Musk, a wonderful visionary. Uh, a great, a great businessman, a great, a great, a great PR man, because that's what he is. He's a PR man. He's not necessarily uh, a mind-blowing scientific visionary. He employs people to be those, but he's a great PR man who makes it all about what he's achieving or how he's viewing the future. But if we all dropped the fucking world star hip hop, the Instagram likes, the Facebook shares, the meme creation. If we dropped all of that shit, the internet drama that day in, day out we buy into. Oh my God. Imagine how much of the cosmos we could have explored by now. <sighs> Fuck me. It's, 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 it's simultaneously incredibly enlightening and beautiful to think about it, but also ridiculously fucking depressing. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel, man. That's how I feel. You know, and, and, and more and more... My views, I say I'm, I'm a liberal left-wing guy. I always have been my entire life who loathes um, over and fascist beliefs on both the liberal left and the right-wing conservative side of things. I don't like either of those things. But I, it's not just about me becoming more centrist in my outlook on life. It's also me becoming more aware of the pointlessness of the endless debate surrounding politics, religion, social expectations. It's, it's ridiculous. We have the possibility of incredible... Fuck me. This podcast was never meant to be some philosophical debate from start to finish. But it's, it's rapidly becoming that. And I, I, don't, I don't think that's anything wrong. If that's how it naturally... If that's how it naturally manifests itself or, or develops then I'm happy for that to happen but it's it's it just I don't know man maybe we need to call <laughs> we need to call fucking idiots maybe if we maybe once a year there's a <laughs> this is going to be a podcast of comedy so here's a here's a comment here's a comical outlook maybe once a year there's a review board it's, it's all in secret it's a secret society and it's, it's almost like, like, like the IRS checking out your taxes. Have you been, hey, guess what? We're, 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 doing, we're, doing, a, we're, doing, a, we're doing a review of your tax payments. You're, you're, you're under review. 
Oh my God, really? Have I been keeping up my taxes? Am I good with my taxes? <gasps> Thank God I am. It's okay. I get to continue not being fucked for credit and I don't get a big bill. Maybe we need something like that for the behavior of humans, right? Maybe we need a review board. And at the end of each year, or maybe it's not the each year, maybe it's just randomly, boom, boop, your name's got picked out the hat. As long as you're, you have to have been an adult, let's say for 10 years of your life. So by 28, at some point, it could happen any time in those 10 years, at some point, a review board might check you out and they look at what you've done. What are you doing? Well, he spends this much time on social media. He watched this many. He watched this many. Um, he watched this many world star hip hop videos. <laughs> That's a big no-no. Oh my God, he sent some hate. He had big internet drama with this person. That's bullshit. But hang on a sec. He gave a rousing speech to some friends at this point. We have a life review. And based on that life review, if you're doing all right, you get to continue to exist. If you don't, that's it. You're gone. Vaporize. And we don't bury you. We just... Or actually, no, fuck it. What happens is you're put to sleep and then the carbon in your body is used... To continue to fuel <laughs> space space exploration projects. That could be the thing. The coal. It's a bit like the purge. But you can't just wantonly kill anyone you want. There's a review board. And who's in charge of the review board? I know that's going to be the question you're asking. Well, of course, you know, as chairman of the review board, I would help, you know, Assemble a pretty well-balanced group of people. Joe Rogan, he could be on there. He could definitely be on there. Uh, Bernie Sanders, he's there. He'd bring, the, he'd bring some overt liberalism to it, so we make sure we don't just go around culling everyone. Um, fuck it. Let's bring Jordan Peterson on. You know, he's, he's, is he a right-wing racist? I don't think so. Is he an advocate for free speech? I think so. You know, we'll bring him on. Just a, a little balance for the Bernie. Feel the burn, but feel that ice cool touch of Jordan Peterson. Bring them all together. Joe Rogan's in the middle, cracking a few jokes, seeing everything from the middle. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we, we get some great scholars in there, we get some of the brightest minds in the world, and we sit down and we take a democratic vote. All right, look, this week, this week, it's Stephen Marley, all right? Now, Steve, Steve has liked over 7,000 memes on Facebook this year. 7,000. Well, that's, I mean, let's cull him. Whoa, 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 hang on a sec, though. He's also been donating to children's charities for 27 years. Three different charities every month out of his paycheck, which, by the way, he can barely afford to fucking go on holiday every year. Well, hang on a second. Well, we've got to give him the memes. We've got to give him the meme likes because this motherfucker's saving children. All right, well, okay, well, no culling. Whoa, 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 hang on a second, though. He's also a Patriots fan. Well, fucking cull him. <laughs> let's go. I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying we need a review board and I'm ready I'm ready to be on it all right that maybe that's the profession I should be going after I don't know you guys think about it let me know what you think by the way if you want to respond to anything that I'm talking about in this podcast or any of our previous episodes do me a favor savage podcast savage podcast at jeffrey leech.com j-e-f-f-r-e-y-l-e-a-c-h.com savage podcast at jeffreyleach.com send me your thoughts send me your feelings if there's a subject matter you want me to talk about let me know i'll do it hey listen before we move on to the next subject matter guess what i promised you at the beginning of this podcast i was going to give away an audio file just to you guys the initial viewers now this is only going to stay out for a week this link will expire in a week and once it does, I'm removing that audio from online. You will no longer be able to download it. This is for you guys who are regular listeners here on the show, regular subscribers who've been downloading it. There's over 150 of you now, and I'm very grateful to each and every one of you. This is for you guys, all right? 35-minute live stand-up set of me a couple of weeks ago at Oxnard Levity Live in California, and I'm going to give you a link right now. So do me a favor, grab a pen, or if you're online, get ready to type it down in your notes or your stickies on Windows and take this link down and, and you're going to find there once you go there you can download a 35 minute live stand-up set of mine so you can have a little bit of a laugh on me it's not all serious philosophical debate here there's some humor so here's the link goo.gl that's goo.gl forward slash and then this bit you have to get the right uh, upper and lower case so this second part of the link uppercase g 
lowercase o, uppercase n, uppercase m, uppercase r, lowercase h. So that's goo.gl, full slash, capital G, lowercase o, capital N for nutmeg, capital N, M for mother, capital R for right, lowercase h. All right? There you go, guys. And like I say, that link's going to stay up for a week, 35 minutes to stand up for you guys, to enjoy at your leisure. Um, I promise I'd give it, and that's my way of an apology for not doing the last three weeks of the podcast. Sorry about that. Hey, here's a, 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 <laughs> an opinion that might be divisive. White women, this is for you, white ladies. White women are going to bring about the end of the white race on this planet. What? Did he just say white? Yeah, he did. He just said, he said the white race is going to die out. That's a good thing? I don't know. I mean, it's it's not a bad thing. It could be, could be good. I think the world would be a better place if we were all one race. Yeah. And we wouldn't argue about racism anymore. Yeah. That'd be good. In fact, I'm, by the way, let me just say as a, as, a, as, a, as a note to that, as a man who is very, very, very attracted to Latin women, black women, Asian women, basically predominantly women of another culture than my own and a race than my own. I just want to say that I am leading a one-man charge right now to try and make us all the same color. I'm hoping I can pop out a baby that is just a beautiful mix of everything. If, if, if it were possible to get a little, a, little, a little egg from every woman in the world, <laughs> I would do it. I'd be there. I'd be ready to just fucking mix that shit up. And here's the, de- here's the deal, man. There's a lot of us doing that right now. Now, a lot of us are doing it because we have a particular penchant for a particular race of people we just like that stuff but here's the deal white women are going to bring that about way quicker i'll explain myself right the predominant users this is this is not me having an opinion this is fact based on various studies the predominant users of hashtags and the hashtag culture on social media are white college educated women these are facts. White, college-educated women. They are more often than not started by white, college-educated women. Your hashtag Me Too's. Your hashtag Black Lives Matter. Your hashtag Time's Up. Not only that, they are the most serial reusers, retweeters, sharers of those hashtags. Now, listen. As a man who was at the Women's March in LA a few weeks ago, I am fully in support of any hashtag that is supporting a decent and progressive outlook on how society could be. More equal, more respectful of each other. I want people to be treated well. I'm fucking with you. Now, there are some hashtags that are abused, that are used, that are hijacked, that are piggybacked upon by bad, shitty people who just want to fuck someone over or want to sensationalize their beliefs. That is also something that you have to be aware of. And if you're not aware of that, then you're a fucking idiot. Hashtags can be used for good. They can also be used for bad. These are facts. These are simple facts. However, white women, they're the most prolific users of these things. Most prolific creators of these things. Now, guess what? I guarantee this has caused a nationwide, a global-wide social fear by white men of white women. If you're a piece of shit, White man, guarantee you're you're scared anyway. You're scared because times are changing, right? Now, as a as a as a white dude who hasn't done shitty things to people, I'm not terrified of the idea that hey, let's expose a whole load of horrendous sex offenders in in Hollywood. Of course, do it. Fucking great. Yeah, I'm behind that. I'll march for that shit. But guess what? Am I also now terrified of white chicks and the power they wield? The bad power they could wield i'm all for people bringing down bad people i'm also very fucking terrified of shitty people with very very dark vindictive and venomous desires to utilize these social climates and and what's going on within the social climate against people who are not guilty of doing anything wrong 
course I fucking am. And I guarantee there's a huge amount of white dudes who are like that. And you know what? You want to know why? Women are going to bring about the death of the white race? Because white dudes, not, white men are not going to be fucking white women anymore. Guarantee it. I guarantee it, man. Listen, I was already ahead of that curve. I've been trying to fuck sexy Latin black women for decades. <laughs> it's because they're amazing. It's amazing. I love culture. I love there being some sense of culture. And guess what? Apologies, white Americans. Apologies, white British people. But the majority of your culture is born out of business and consumerism. That's what it is. Even in a country like Japan, where consumerism and business is one of the stores, the, the, the main focuses of an entire populace, guess what? They still have a deep-seated and everlasting respect for heritage, old people, culture, whether it's food, music, art, performance, historical buildings, history in general. Those people are, are incredibly respectful of those, of those worlds, and yet they're still pursuing business. America is an entire fucking... It's not a country, it's a business built on making money. The only heritage, culture, and history that existed in this country was fucking eradicated by my forefathers, by the European cunts who came over on boats and fucking murdered the majority of the indigenous population, gave them a whole load of blankets, gave them a fucking cold they couldn't come back from, and then went, well, look at us, we are the new Americans. Like, no, motherfuckers. You are as bad as the raping and pillaging Vikings, Spanish conquests, religious crusaders of yesteryear. You're fucking awful. You murdering, selfish, consumerist bastards. So here's the deal. We've hit a point right now where I guarantee that a lot of white dudes just not into that. Just not into that concept anymore. I'll give you an example why. All right. True story. I did a stand-up comedy show two weeks ago in a bar. After I left that bar, a beautiful girl messaged me on Facebook. Her message was, hey, I just saw you do a show. I'm fucking into you. I liked your outfit. I liked your style. I liked your way you look. I liked your comedy. I'm going to go all out here. But what are you up to right now? Do you want to come around my place, smoke a little weed, have a little hangout, and maybe have a little fun together? And of course, you know, being a commonsensical man, I said, I'm going to screen grab this, send it to a friend, so I know that I'm not going to end up under your patio, buried with a group of bodies, but... Fuck yes, I'm up for coming over, you sexy, beautiful, sexually progressive individual. And I went to that woman's house, we smoked a little weed, we talked, we laughed, and then she took me to the bedroom. And then this beautiful, sexy, progressive white chick said to me, I want you, I want you to fucking slap my ass. I want you, <laughs> I want you to fuck my throat. I want you to choke me while you fuck me real hard from behind. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Well, baby, I, I, I want you to sign a release form. Because guess what? There is no fucking way I'm ever going to sexually do anything to a white woman. In this social climate where she could potentially fuck me over. Because guess what? There's lunatics out there. There are lunatics who will fucking revel in that shit. To be part of a movement to sensationalize their own lives, to garner some fame, some interest, to piggyback off the back of a decent social movement surrounding itself with hashtags. And there's no fucking way that I'm ever going to do any of that shit to you, baby, even if you want me to, without some written fucking consent or a recorded video of you being like, hey, hi, my name is, uh, and I would like Jeff Leach to do X, Y, and Z. It was fucking terrifying. And that's how I know. That's how I know <laughs> that white people, we're going to die out real soon because there is not going to be any white dudes fucking white women. I guarantee you. Apart from maybe in the South because, you know, they have to fuck their own cousins there anyway. Terrifying time. White women, you're killing it. You're killing it right now. <sighs> oh my God. Too much, ma'am. We're all going to die anyway. The sooner we're all brown, like a light brown color, which is where we're going to end up eventually, the better, realistically. 
But then people just find something else to argue about. Like, all right, we're all the same color now. No more racism. Okay, well, how about you have different shoe style to me? You like leather shoes, but I like warm boots with cotton inside. How dare let's start a war about it. We'll always find something to fight about. This is a conversation I had with a Lyft driver today. We were talking about parenting, actually. This is a guy with guy from the guy originally from um, uh, Compton area of LA. This motherfucker was very straight up. It was beautiful. We had a great conversation for a half hour journey. He was talking about social climate right now and about men. And he said, man, I don't really know what it is to be a man anymore. I don't know what we're allowed to say, what we're allowed to do. I feel like everyone is offended by everything. I feel that... I used to be able to, he goes, he goes, in my area, in my hood, I used to be able to see a girl and be like, damn, baby, you're fine. And she'd be like, thank you. I've been, you know, I got a new outfit. He goes, now I'm scared she's going to fucking write a blog about me if I ever said anything like that, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, you're right, man. I go, he goes, he goes, but his point was, he goes, he said, he said, I've never hurt any woman. I never would. I'm not capable of that shit. But what? Now I can't even compliment women. I can't do this. And he's right. The problem is, is that what's happened, this is my personal opinion, is that we are very rapidly developing in a very short period of time. And no one has all the answers, whether you're a liberal on the left wing like me, becoming more and more centrist by the day, or whether you're a centrist already. Maybe you're a libertarian. Maybe you're conservative. Maybe you're a fucking neo-Nazi. Maybe you're an Antifa supporter. Here's the reality. None of these people has the fucking answers. And the reason is, is because we are just starting. We, we have to take into consideration the timeline of the progression and the, I would like to think, the development of the human race. It's such a short timeline. Women are 100% deserving of equality. Of course they fucking are. You have to be retarded not to think that. But guess what? The idea that a woman can vote is only a few decades old. The idea that a woman should get paid the same is a very new fucking concept. These are all brand new concepts. And people were like, you know what? We've been battling this for 20 years, 30 years. Like, dude, you're not taking into account the fact that, of course, men will want to see, the majority of decent men will want to see equality of all sorts happening between the genders. But also, you've got to remember, there's going to be men that struggle with shit because they are literally biologically conditioned for more than thousands of years. For thousands of years to want to do two different things. One, procreate. Men are, unfortunately, at their basis level, fucking animals. They're animals, myself included that are designed to want to, oh, let me put some seed in this creature so I can make more versions of myself so we can continue to <laughs> inextricably fucking expand like a parasite on this planet until we've drained it of resources. We're a parasite. <laughs> to some extent. Listen, guys, I want to pick you up. Uh, here's some inspiring words. Uh, we're all parasites. But we are. And men, that's been our major function. On top of that, it's not only that we're designed to fucking procreate we're designed to be violent by nature because we're designed to protect and to be predators and to want to keep other people out of our fucking area there's a reason why the majority and i'm not talking about a small percentage i'm talking about the majority of the natural animal kingdom is violent and is sexually aggressive well guess what we're part of that now i'm also not so fucking stupid as to think that we have a very different set of um, social awarenesses. We have, a, we have a different capacity mentally to understand the difference from right and wrong that a lion doesn't have, that a fucking cat doesn't have. We understand the difference between right and wrong. That's where, we, that's where we are capable of going, yeah, sure, I look at beautiful women all the time and I think, Ugh. but I don't act upon it because I'm not a piece of shit. That I absolutely get. But I also, whilst I will still be damning of men who behave like that, I'm also going to go, I understand why this is a new concept. I understand why it's a new concept. Because within the time frame of millennia, it's very new. A lot of the things that are changing in social climate right now, it's very new. The understanding of equality, the understanding that 
killing people to take their land is not right? Of course it's not fucking right. I know that. But I guarantee that someone a thousand years ago didn't, they couldn't even comprehend the idea. You think that all the greatest empires of the world, the Roman Empire, the Greek Empire, the Macedonian Empire, the Mongol Empire, you think these motherfucking things happened because that was just, oh, well, just, just some bad guys leading some other guys to go and take over the world. No, that was what our drive was. To expand, to own, to consume, and to reproduce. And we continue to do that. We just do it in different ways now. That's why it's so fixated on money. Money is now the core of all of that. I'm just saying there is a broader conversation to be had about the biological behavior of the human race as opposed to the very minuscule, incredibly minuscule time frame that we are very focused on right now. We need to understand the bigger picture to make a better change in the smaller picture. That's my opinion. It'd be interesting to see how people take that. I'm sure that there's going to be people who won't even acknowledge my liberal outlook on life and will be so vastly polar opposite in understanding that they'll go, you know what? I'm a real liberal. And just the idea that you're like, are you excusing men's behavior? I'm not excusing anything. I want to make that very fucking clear. I understand we have the mental capacity to understand the difference between right and wrong. That's what being a decent member of society constitutes. That's how you should live your life. I also have enough honesty and truth in my outlook on the world right now to understand that there are shades of gray in every situation. That for every, for every 100 people who have a pure inte- uh, intent in their heart, there's going to be one who has a negative one. And that applies to both bad situations and good situations. Progressive social climate changes yeah it's gonna be hundreds of thousands of decent people supporting decent fucking development for the human race guess what it's always gonna be a few fucking lunatics utilizing it to ruin people's lives unnecessarily for their own game bad people in the world man we have to outweigh them good people have to outweigh them and the only way to do that is through conversation it's through debate it's through looking at every single side and every single facet of a situation and not being scared to do that because you might be you might be uh, you might be henpecked or you might be um labeled something which you are categorically not this is why i've watched i've never really taken any interest in jordan peterson and a number of different videos One got shared with me, and by watching that one video, a whole load of other ones popped up, and I started to watch some of his interviews on various shows. Now, based on his interviews, he seems like a very intelligent, very eloquent, and very very multifaceted, well-rounded individual. Obviously, as far as social media and news outlets concerned, this man has a following of alt-right fuckboys. Now, I have not, never will, and am vehemently against alt-right beliefs i don't fucking like those people i don't like how they see the world and i don't want to be associated with them anyway it seems like neither does this guy as far as i can tell from the very small amount of uh, context that i have which is just a number of different interviews of him explaining his beliefs and it's, it's 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 one simple explanation one simple understanding that i've had which is you can have a very decent progressive outlook on the world that takes into account more than just your own camp and you can be pegged as something else and I'm sad to see that but I think we need to protect freedom of speech in every form whether that's stand-up comedy art, music orators, politics social expectations social debating we need to have that freedom of speech. We need to have that, that ability to talk like this openly, which is why I love doing this podcast for you guys because it's where we get to debate it, we get to talk, we get to understand each other's views and hopefully I get to bring in, I don't know, a little bit of what I believe, explain it a little bit more clearly, not just for you as, as listeners, but for myself so I can understand myself better. I'm not there yet. I haven't worked out exactly what I believe about anything. I'm still working on it every day. And I think that's the most important thing we can do. There were so many subject matters I wanted to talk about today. We've got loads more. So next week on Tuesday, we'll do another podcast. Of course, another Savage Snowflake podcast, episode six. Remember also in February, I'm going to have a couple of guests on. I've got Andy Milanakis coming on. 
And we'll probably talk a lot about the IRL streaming, about YouTubers, about that social media climate, about online drama, because I think he's certainly been in the midst of that, in the thick of it, for many years. And also this man, bear in mind, he's a 42-year-old individual now. I know he looks like a fucking kid because of the, uh, you know, the, the medical condition he has that makes him look incredibly youthful and basically age in a Benjamin Button style. But um, it's going to be interesting to have him on. There's going to be other people I want to bring on as well to have these kind of debates so I can understand people better and so they can be understood better and we can come to an understanding collectively as an audience, as, you know, host, content creator and audience of what we believe in. I want to finish up by saying this. Do not take my words as final thoughts. Do not take my words as what you need to think. Take my words as they're intended. A man with a liberal outlook on the world who believes in the equality of all fucking people in every facet of life, who hates the overt political culture that is ultimately draining us of the ability to debate with freedom of speech, with an understanding that our words will be taken as intellectual, progressive conversation, as opposed to finalized beliefs that are damning of any one group. That's what I want you to take away from this. I also want you to hopefully laugh at the stand-up set that I gave you the link to earlier. Guys, thank you very much. That's been episode five of the Savage Snowflake podcast. I've been Jeff Leach. I'll see you next week, Savages. Take care.